Science of the Southland, episode 209. Today is March 3. We've gotten past Leap Day. I'm Jack Purdy. Jake Grant is here. Akshay is out at the Sloan Analytics Conference, so he is having oh, wow. probably, he, he is in Candyland for, for Akshay, uh, if there was ever a thing. Uh, and to fill in the boat, uh, I, we had to go to our reliable arm in the bullpen, Ken Segura, uh, <laughs> from the AJC. Ken, Ken most recently put an article out about Josh Pasner, who is a guy I've been thinking about honestly because that guy was of my favorites to of the people that i talked to and covered at tech so ken thanks for showing up glad glad you're here yeah my pleasure always good to hang out with you guys let's start with that article so you got got to sit down with josh recently i read the article mm-hmm. it was really good to see how he's doing he's been doing tv he just did a he just broadcast a game at arizona his alma mater so i yep. imagine that was a huge huge deal for him um i guess to start what was the impetus to talk to him was that just a let's just see how you're doing kind of thing and what were the big things you drew from that um, yeah, so basically that that was it. Like, I think it's always interesting to, to chase down coaches after they've left for whatever reason and like, how's life going, you know, and that kind of thing. Um, and uh, we, we'd had some, you know, back and forth trying to get in touch. And so we spoke, yeah, this, this past week. Uh, and yeah, and it, uh, I'll summarize the article for those that haven't read it. He, he seems like he's doing really well. He's doing a lot of TV and he's much healthier. Uh, and that was, I mean, that was probably the biggest takeaway maybe is that he he feels like he's in like he well he is in much better health. I, I'll take his yeah. word for it. That he's you know the stress of of being a you know a power conference basketball coach was was pretty heavy on him, and he was probably a little heavier than he wanted to be. And and so he the funny yeah he, so he started taking a spinning class, which I think I find endlessly. I did humor. not expect the first third of that article to be a lot right. about spin, spin classes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's a good way to kind of tell the story of where he is. Yeah, he's. He was doing this seven times a week at one point and twice a day, some, you know, some Amazing. days. And, and a kind of typical Josh Pastor, if he goes in on something, he goes in, you know, both feet. And yep. Uh, yep. so, yeah, he's a much better place emotionally, mentally, physically, um, and is enjoying the TV and um, and is now, you know, will be in a few weeks again in a position where potentially he could get, kind of get back in the game as a coach. Yeah. Uh, it obviously depends on what sort of opportunities are available. And he'll have to weigh that against, you know, do I want to be a coach that badly? Do I like TV enough? You know, do, does are there, are there enough TV opportunities for me to keep doing this? So, right. um, yeah, that's that's it in a, in a nutshell. And he's still based in Atlanta, right? They they haven't moved his family, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Same house in Okay, cool. So he's still around. That's cool. Um, was there anything big from how he views tech right now? Has that been like a priority? I know it's, you talked a little bit about this in the article, but for those uh-huh. who listen, is how what what's his relationship with the school now is there one how does how has that all fared so far in the last year um you know it's interesting i he said uh he spoke with damon stoudemire who who he considers a close friend they had actually mm-hmm. worked together when when josh was at memphis and he hired him not just once but twice after right yeah. damon went to be an assistant at uh at arizona for for a short spell um he said he spoke he talked to him before damon took the job and i i gather it was maybe some kind of a scouting mission maybe on, on Damon's part. I'm not entirely sure, mm-hmm. but he said, interesting, like they haven't talked since. And I think it was, you know, what, what Josh basically said was, you know, I, I just kind of need some separation, which yeah, I that's can fair. understand. Yeah. No, that makes a lot um, of sense. Yeah. So they, I don't know, like I'm, I'm guessing he's spoken with, you know, different people from tech, but not, I'm guessing not Jay bad or, or Damon certainly. And, right. and not in an official capacity. And I asked him like, Oh, you know, could you, if you know, could would you have wanted to or been willing to cover a tech game or, or call a tech game? Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, you know, he said, well, what are you saying? He was very honest with him. He said, I, I sure I could have, but then he said, well, 
you know, no one asked me specifically that, so I don't know what I would have said at the moment. But, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I think he has a lot of good feeling for the school. I mean, obviously, uh, he was there seven years, you know, just the way he talked about tech while he was coaching his fondness for the school was, was very obvious. Yeah. Um, and I think too, like it was, you know, he, he spoke very, um, and I didn't include this, uh, hit very, uh, what's the word, um, fondly, I guess, uh, of Todd Stansbury and, and Bud Peterson, you know, if you'll remember when he was going through his stuff where he was getting accused of some, some pretty awful things and it would have been very easy for, for tech to say, you know, it's not worth the, the PR hit, even if we think he's innocent, we're just going to cut him loose and, 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 you know, say, Oh, you know, we want to go in a different direction, but they stood by him very, very solidly um, yeah. through some pretty hard times. And I think that also is, has kind of developed, I'm sure a, a loyalty that he has towards, towards tech. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, who knows what kind of the future will hold as far as when he comes back and that kind of thing. But I think so, yeah. certainly he, you know, it's, it's, there's, he has no bitterness and, and a lot of good feeling for, for tech. That's awesome. I, I know yeah. I told, I've told you the same at times and I've told people at tech before. It's like, there was very few people I considered a bigger cheerleader of tech than Josh mm-hmm. when he was at tech. Like, oh yeah. For, especially for a guy who wasn't a tech grad. Like we have a lot of right. tech grad coaches right now on campus for people that at least has been around a bunch. Mm-hmm. And for anyone that, for people that, for the number of folks that, didn't he was of the top that like got it that like he understood what it was that there was a whole life happening outside of basketball for his guys because it was no 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 easy cookie to get through tech just just normally and then yeah then you're good playing basically semi-professional sports on top of it or in some cases professional when you played some of those teams that's uh yeah (laughs) yeah, it's it's a lot it's a lot so i i've always wanted him to kind of somehow stay relevant to tech because he just was so good at that um but obviously but i'm glad to hear he's doing great uh yeah. A- any 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 pastor thoughts, Jake? Before we move on, I mean, I uh, I thought it was very fitting uh, to see him call in the Arizona game uh, yesterday. I know that I'd seen him uh, on studio shows and 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 things like that, but to uh, see him out there on Senior Day in in Tucson was uh, was pretty neat and and timely, considering you know the the article had just come out uh, a a couple days prior. But uh, appreciated the insight because I too have some nice uh, fuzzy feelings. I I came up on. College basketball is my first sport. Son of a Indiana grad and and a Bradley Braves basketball grad. Uh, wow. So you know that's uh, that's a lot of Midwest uh, hooping in there. But uh, <laughs> <That> is. <laughs> the, uh, the 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 Jake appreciation of Georgia Tech is closely tied to his first men's basketball team that made that NIT run. So you know yeah. they'll, they'll always be a soft spot. And to hear that he's yeah. you know healthy and and enjoying life and and you know all that stuff that. You can't go wrong with that. Yeah. Ken, as I recall, you were at the game yesterday. I was, yeah. <laughs> yes. Let's stick uh-huh. with it. You two were there. I was not. I was at softball uh, because I am addicted to the, the number of home runs they hit. Also, I forgot <laughs> to get myself a media pass for this game. The real reason why I wasn't there. Uh, but we had senior day for Kyle Sturdivant and the other seniors of the team. Uh, I'll let you all take the floor on this because I didn't really watch much of this game. We won. That's what I know. I know it was kind of crazy <laughs> at times. Uh, but yes. yeah, hit, shoot, shoot, it just hit me with what happened yesterday. That was the only game last week. So that's all we got to talk about on the men's team. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I was going to say, I want to keep me honest about asking one thing at the very end, because I think it goes and makes more sense at the end. But Ken, I cannot remember what your question was in the presser. And I meant to re-listen to it because I was doing yard work this afternoon. <laughs> but I was going to say, I, I want to ask him what made him ask that question, because I was thinking the same thing. So to frame this okay. all, 
yeah, a lot of thoughts went through my head during this basketball game, including times where I was like, you know, this is going really swimmingly to the point where it seems like it's the most complete basketball game we've seen from Georgia Tech outside of the, the Duke UNC at I don't want to call them aberrations, but, you know, those are really great teams against really good teams. This was a very complete tech win in a way that, you know, it, it was 85-76. But, Ken, correct me if I'm wrong here. It felt like it was pretty comfortable most of that second half. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I mean, it was probably, I, I don't know exactly the, the kind of the rhythm of it, but probably by the middle of it, yeah, you're like, this is a game that tech is, unless things completely fall apart, tech's going to win. Um and certainly yeah. in the last five, six minutes. And obviously, yeah, no, like this, it was the biggest, <laughs> it was Tech's largest margin of victory for an ACC game. Not that there have been a ton of them, but regardless, like yeah. they haven't had many wins like this where yeah. they were in control and, you know, we're, we're, we're going to win, you know, four or five minutes out. Um, but to yeah. answer your question, if, if you want to know the answer. So yeah. uh, midway through the sec- first half, there was a possession where Nate George had the ball and was kind of dribbling in the around the perimeter. He, and I, yes. Oh, he must've had the ball for, I don't want to overestimate, but it probably a good 15, 20 seconds where he was literally just kind yeah. of dribbling around and like, he was kind of sort of probing, but you're thinking, okay, probably time to pass Nate. But then finally <laughs> he, he got to the corner and sort of drove and, and faked a pass and passed to miles Kelly. Who made, made a three from the corner. So it all kind of all is well that ends well. But I asked uh, Damon Stoudemire after the game, you know, what were, you know, as a, you know, obviously he was a point guard and he's a coach. And yeah. I can see where some coaches would be like, you know, tearing their hair out, like pass the ball already. And some coaches would be like, <laughs> you know what, I, I trust Nate and, you know, he'll, he'll make yeah. the right decision, you know, and I was wondering like maybe, you know, Stoudemire and he have some kind of point guard, point guard vibes where he says you know just do what you do but so i said like you know i, I was kind of curious uh because i wasn't writing specifically off the game i was curious for his 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 thinking and i said so what was going through your mind uh when that happened and it's funny he said like yeah he was thinking like yeah pass the ball like and uh and he yeah he can say and, he, and it's funny he said he used a, he's a phrase that if you've been to a josh master press conference you probably heard he, he said like yeah an old coach of mine used to say you're giving the ball a headache which is something that Josh yep. Patrick says all the time. Yep. Yep. And so it was funny. Like, I, if you heard it, you heard me laughing because I'm guessing yeah. they both got it from Luke Olson, who they both played for at Arizona. But, um, yep. but yeah, so he was basically saying, like, yeah, you know, he, he probably should have passed the ball earlier, but it all worked out in the end. But, uh, but yeah, so it was, it was interesting. And then he kind of went on to, I think it was an answer. He was, went on to say, like, you know, how he's made a lot of progress and, 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 yep. you know, is certainly in a much better, different place than he is now. Now, and he was at the beginning of the year, but, uh, but yeah, he's yeah. Nate's a, a really interesting, you know, player. I was given, you know, he should be in high school right now and, and was barely recruited. And now looks like a guy that can be a really good piece for, for tech uh, going forward. Yeah. And I remember as, as I was hearing the, you know, grinding the tape, if you will, uh, <laughs> listening to the press conference, it, it seemed like that uh, coupled with a couple other points that you guys really honed, honed in on, was almost like an emblematic way to summarize the game of, you know, Nate's getting caught on that really close to the timeline. Very good example of press from Florida State, which they basically held the entire game. Like they, mm-hmm. they were not getting tech uh, any 
air, I guess, when, when mm-hmm. you're thinking about getting the ball and getting it yeah, down. Yeah. Um, and, and, and David even commented on this, like 16 turnovers from Tech. Uh, a bunch of those were, you know, were just forced to make a pass. And it's something that Tech, having watched the, the first game against Florida State on the road, it's one that going in, you know, okay, Florida State's long and lanky um, mm-hmm. and, and they're athletic. Uh, and, and Tech really turned it around in this game. Like it, it, it they had better success in the second half of the first yes. game that they played. Um, the first time around, but it, it seemed that honestly, the the length didn't really, really bother them all that much. They had fifty five rebounds. rebounds they, yeah, like that's a gaudy stat even against a short team. Like like Florida <laughs> State's big. They're, uh-huh. they, they make you earn that. And yeah. and the fact that they that they were finding some success in the lane, um, a couple. I, if, I I encourage anyone who's listening to this if you did not watch this game. Just go look at the Instagram, Twitter cuts of some of these highlights that they've been doing. There were gaudy, gaudy dunks and, and finishes in the middle that I, I don't think that Tech has seen kind of that consistency. And I mean, they put up 85 points. Like it it, it was a pretty, not a flawless game, but certainly a solid one. Yeah. Yeah, I would say like, interesting the, it seemed like particularly in the first half, maybe in the first half of the first half, they were, um, Tech was, they had a lot of, they were throwing passes that were getting deflected a lot, which I think is probably, you know, at least to some degree due to, to them not being used to Florida State's length and maybe just not being completely ready uh, to play in general. But uh, but that kind of just subsided, I think, to me as, as the game went on. And yeah, the, the rebounds, uh, uh, Mike Samus, who's the, the SID for basketball, he said that it's the second most rebounds that Tech has had, I think, in an ACC game, which is is crazy and Ooh. yeah particularly considering <laughs> the opposition and also considering that you know yeah. they played a lot of overtime and number of overtime games where you would have thought you might surpass that but uh but yeah so to yeah. you know to go back to josh pastor you know rebounding is is so much a function of effort and and that um yeah, yeah. and and to that so that speaks well of, of what tech did yesterday for sure yeah i totally totally jives with what we were seeing in, in the cheap seats of, of the thriller dome yesterday too. Uh, a couple other stats that I do want to point out. Tech had several finish in, in double figures by Ndongo, Nate George, uh, and Kyle Sturdivant. Among those, it was Kyle Sturdivant um, and, uh, oh my gosh, um, Carter Murphy and who's the third senior day, Jack? Or Ken? Ty Claude, you, right? Ty Claude, that's who it was. I, uh, it's like, I know there are three. I don't want to forget to say it. It is senior day. Um, yeah, Ty Claude did have eight and, and 10 rebounds there too. Uh, Kapari and, and Dongo each had uh, double digit rebounds as well. Uh, one thing that I thought played at least some role down the stretch, uh, Tech was in the bonus and therefore the double bonus pretty early in the second half. Uh, this is a team that we've seen, I won't say foul a lot, but certainly... Have had their uh their their games where they're sending the other team the line a lot and and to against a you know a, a lanky physical team um to draw those fouls I think really put them uh, in a position of success as well all in all uh, about as well as I think we could have hoped for them to to close the to close the game there uh and uh, or close the the home slate I should say there um but yeah I don't know it seems like this this men's basketball team no matter who's coaching seems to trend up in uh, in March and February every year. And we literally did a deep dive into the data like a month and a half ago about how it's kind of true, but not that true. But 
I don't know, at least the last couple of years, last year, uh, another example, um, yeah, right. the James Banks 2020 year right. where they finished the year with a win at Clemson. It's like, dang, that, that team could have been maybe something interesting in the NIT or something like that, but then yeah. the world ended um, and there was no postseason anyways. But I don't know. It seems like this team's playing at least its most consistent ball pretty pretty late here. That's good to see. We kind of need it. I'll note, uh, I was looking at the standings. We are not last anymore. Uh, we're uh, both us and Miami are six and twelve. Uh, us, Miami, and Boston College are all six and twelve. So we could climb as high as what 14, 13, 12th, or even to eleventh because Notre Dame's only seven and eleven. So there's some wiggle room within the first day. But I believe we're locked into that first day of ACC play tournament play once we get there in a couple weeks. Yeah. Um. So would be nice. We're playing one of these teams. We should be able to beat any of these teams, honestly. If we play Notre Dame, I'm scared because th that's guaranteed to be a 92 to 90 game. And we don't know who's <laughs> going to be the 92 team in, in that in that regard. So their next games, they played both on the road. That was the home finale uh, on the road at Wake Forest. It'll be 9 p.m. on Tuesday. And then Saturday, they go to Virginia at 8 p.m. Uh, Wake Forest right now is 10 and 8 in the conference. Virginia is 12 and 7 in the conference. So those will be hard. And winning on the road in the ACC is also quite hard. We've only done it twice. That said, we beat Clemson on the road, so if, if they're good, that <laughs> you, just, I, I, you never know what's going on. Uh, I'll quickly shift to the women here. Uh, they had only one game this week. They beat Miami in overtime, which, according to, to our radio guy, Kurt Hoyt, was the first time Tech women have won on the road in overtime since 2009. Uh, they had a chance earlier this season against NC State, but they just barely didn't pull out. A lot of the things you guys said about the men's team kind of applies here. Like, they've had some physicality issues. Like, they'd be really good for a quarter. And then it didn't matter what quarter it was, they'd like allow like a 15 to two rudder at a 16 0 run. And then they just, the game would just be over and it wouldn't matter what happened the rest of the way. Uh, this game was never more than a five point lead in either direction, but they held Miami real close the whole time and only let them score four points and six points. What was it? It was like four points in the last six minutes when you include overtime. Uh, so they did a lot of really good work on the interior. They had a 12 to two offensive rebounding advantage in the first half at one point in the first half. And so they were just from beginning to end had a all around performance that we hadn't seen basically from them all season. It's against a good team or against at least a durable team. That wasn't the out of conference team. Um, Tony Morgan had 16 points. Caleb Blackshear had 18. So that was really good to see. Um, Shay and Day Wilson for Miami had 21 in the first half and then only six in the second half. So I think that points a lot to just their ability to adapt. They were double teaming here in the second half and did a lot of good work there. Uh, they are going to finish. They, that was their last game of the season, regular season. Uh, they were 16 and 14, three more wins than last year, all of them coming in the ACC. So they went from four and 14 in the ACC to seven and 11 in the ACC this year. Uh, they pretty much beat everyone they should have beat and lost to everyone they should have lost to. There's that. Didn't really wiggle that far out of it. Um, and then also, according to Kurt, Kurt, they're supposed to play Pitt on Wednesday afternoon in the first round of the tournament as the 10 seed. So, Jake, I, I don't know. I didn't see this game at all. But at least any lingering thoughts on the women's team as they go into ACC play? Yeah, it, it can basically be summed up as this. And we've kind of keyed in on this at various points throughout the year. This team has beat just about every team you expect them to beat, but they really haven't done anything to to move the needle above that they're currently 74th in the net um you know that's probably wnit maybe they have some sort of uh some sort of run there but um you know got to i believe you have to finish 500 or above uh so being 15 and 14 is probably good for that i 
kind of talking out of the <laughs> talking out of the side of my neck on the, the 500 for for the NIT. Uh, but uh, I I don't know that my brain would just make that up out of nothing. Well, like I said, yeah. At the very oh, least, go go, gonna, go for it. They're going to finish over 500 no matter what here, uh, which is good to see. Uh, over 500. Oh well, yeah, they're two games. Oh, over they are 16 and 14. Yeah, they're oh, 16 and 14. I thought we were 15 and 14. So, yeah, two, I don't so, know why I thought so, that. Yeah, they're two. They're two games over unless they. They could, yeah, they could finish 500, I guess, if they lose first round and then yeah. get an WNIT and lose first round there. Uh, but yeah. I, that's, I'm not wishing that on any of us. So, uh, yeah, uh, like also, yeah, also it was Nell Fortner's birthday, and this was the most Fortner ball I saw them play all year between defensive effort and just tough buckets in the paint. So that was good to see for, for her birthday. Um, and then yeah, they play Wednesday. Uh, all right, we moved trivia up, up in the up in the schedule to make to make sure Ken had it. Jake, I requested. A Michigan question for, for Ken here. I don't know how much interaction Tech and Michigan have had, ever, in anything. I was looking at some student data for for work recently, and there's a lot of Michigan kids that don't come to Tech because they have Michigan in their backyard, as I've realized and makes sense. So, I, Jake, what, what what do we have here? Because you so generously put it out there that you have no idea how many times we played Michigan. Just get her a guess. Just a guess. How many oh. times do you think we played Michigan? Wow. Across and and the data set for for the uninitiated is football, men's and women's basketball, baseball, softball, volleyball, and men's and women's tennis. So your your classic match play wow. type sports. Man, well they did women's tennis. They played up there this season. I don't know if they I forgot if they played. Did they actually play Michigan in that tournament? Oh, uh, the the data in this is refreshed every summer, so that wouldn't oh, be right. in there. That, that and I don't know that that time. counts as a full matchup. They have played in Michigan recently, though. I will give you that. Oh, I, I know they played the men in men's basketball in a Big Ten and I uh, Big Ten ACC matchup. Okay, mm-hmm. I kind of remember they think they played when Cremens was there, like in a in a in a preseason game, like a, a not like a preseason on a T game or something. I think, hmm. but gosh, uh, I'm gonna say. I don't think I've ever played in football. Uh, I'm going to say 10. Oh, so that was where I was about to land, too. And I have no idea if I could be closer, like way, way off. I, I, feel like well, I, have to, I feel like I have to bank on how old both of these schools are right. as my advantage here. I'm going to go for like 25 just because I wouldn't be surprised if like softball just happens to have like two different series against oh, them or something yeah, like that's that. True. Yeah. You, um, you guys are remarkably close. Hey. To the win and loss record. <laughs> Tech all time is nine and twenty-four. Oh. So weird parallel wow. there. Uh yeah. nine and twenty-four yeah. in, in 33 uh official games. That is a two seven eight win percentage uh for the jackets. Uh of note, women's basketball is 0-2 all time. The only reason I said that's of note is because I believe one of those games, I, I watched it all. I just can't remember how many overtimes it went to. It had to have been at least three or four. It was in the WNIT in 2017. Oh, right. Like in a final, like they played in Detroit. Yeah, I, think, yeah, I remember that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They played, I think, Detroit Mercy or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. But that was a long game. I think it was like four hours of basketball. It was, oh my goodness. It, it was brutal. And of course, because it was a uh, Michelle Joseph's team, the final score was like not as many as it would normally be in any other, in any other coaching situation there. Um, of note, Georgia tech has a winning record in just one sport. Uh, do you guys want to gander a guess? Women's tennis. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Nope. 
Oh, That's thanks. two and two for an even five hundred. Ah. <laughs> uh, I know I'm I'm the worst. It's it's men's basketball four um, and three okay. oh. all time. I figured we'd uh, we'd note that simply because those uh, those Bobby Kremens years they did only win one. Uh, but uh, outside of those four Bobby Kremens matchups, uh, Georgia Tech uh, is undefeated against that. So I guess maybe that's a maybe that's a Bobby Kremens thing. But but who's to say? Their uh, matchups of note, they have played once in football. Um, I did write a column about that years and years ago. And too much detail to go into now. Um, a rare trip to the north for, for Georgia Tech there, uh, oh, rounding us out. Was that was that was Gerald Ford there then? Yep, that yeah. Gerald Ford. Uh, there was uh, some... And there was a racial component to Yeah, that. racial mm-hmm. components to it. Uh, I Whatever I wrote in the in the column is much better than I could do on the fly here uh-huh. on the air. Uh, but I encourage people to to read uh, that. Of note, softball is zero and five, volleyball is zero and four. Uh, so the and football is zero and one. Uh, so those uh, those goose eggs do do weigh us down just a little bit. But um, yeah, in, in terms of in terms of across the board, it's a little it's a little bleak uh, to be to be completely honest. The uh, the winning records are a little bit challenging to find. It's literally just whack Hyder at two and zero for any coach that's faced them more than one time. So, wow, yeah. that's that's some research. I, I applaud you. Yeah. Jake has built the database that spits out whatever you want really quickly if you know, if you know your parameters. It's kind of wow. a, actually it's, 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 it's a miraculous invention. That's not yeah, a, it sounds like it. He's done. He's done. He's done the Lord's work here for our purposes. <laughs> Ken, you're welcome to stick around for more, but otherwise, really happy that we got the chance to chat. Uh, yeah. We're going to do what we're doing. We're doing oh, softball's next. All right. Oh, this is a okay. good topic to talk about. Well, so. I do like chatting with you guys. I don't know. They have a lot to add. So <laughs> for your thinking mind, perhaps uh, let's let's uh, call it a night. But thank you guys. I love talking, yeah. you know, visiting with you guys and talking Georgia Tech. So thanks for yeah. having me on. So thankful we got to get to talk. Great to have you, sir. Likewise. Yeah. All right. I'll see you guys. All right. See you have a good night. You too. All right, so softball, uh, we had four games this week. Uh, we played Mercer in the midweek, and then we had Pitt at home. And Pitt, uh, we, we, well, Mercer somehow was the hardest game of all of this. Uh, it was just Jack. I'm not gonna lie, that game had me real concerned. It was concerned. Uh, it was. It was. Uh, it was only a six-five win. I put in parentheses "weird game" because it just had the bits that I watched. It just kind of had some weird vibes. It's just like Mercer's pitching wasn't terrible that day. Like they were painting corners pretty well. It wasn't like we were getting meatballs to hit and stuff like that. Um, it's just it's just one of those off. It, it happens when you play fifty games a year. You're gonna have a weird one here and there. That just had that vibe, but they got it done. They won the weird one. Yeah, that's that's not nothing. Uh, that was a game last year that was absolutely no guarantee. Like Alabama A and M was that was that black spot last year where it just couldn't pull out the midweek game. Uh, then Pitt we mercy ruled every time. Fourteen five and yep. five in the first game, ten to one in six innings in the second game, and then today beat them eight zero. All of them were walk off mercy rules. All three of them. Really fun. So that was delightful. Uh, the offense still hidden bombs. Uh, M- Madison Dobbins had a grand slam in the first game against Pitt. Her and that was she had two more in that game. Her and uh, Mallory Black both have eight now on the season. We were leading the country in home runs into this weekend, but the thing is, is Miami of Ohio hit twelve this weekend. Uh, Holy moly! Who and they, they also play? they had a tournament. They had like a round. They had one of those round robin tournament things. They played Oklahoma, and. 
Didn't oh, they win. played Oklahoma last year too. There must they, be some connection there. They played a lot of not great teams after that, though. So ah. that's kind of how that pulled off. So they're at fifty-eight. Uh, we're at forty-four, but we still hit like seven this week. <laughs> so it's not like we had a bad weekend of homers. It's just that Miami of Ohio explicitly hit homers all weekend against, and they had more games. They had they had midweek and weekend games. Well, they had the same number of games. I don't know. That's just how that went down. So, um, after our extremely high level run of homers and everything. They are still on track for some incredible numbers throughout the season. Um, Abby Hughes yeah. had, a, had a thing or Tiffany Domingue. Domining. I've learned it's not Domingue. It reads like Domingue, but it's Domining, as I've been told. Uh, she had a couple bombs. She's seems to have solidified the second base job at this point too, uh, which is good to see. Uh, it's pretty consistent one through nine across the board. Emma McGinney and Abby Hughes split time at first base. Uh, Blake Nellman, had one rough inning against Pitt in that first game. That's where Pitt got their five runs, but she looked decently. She looked pretty good. Besides that, she had just she just got teed off on a couple times, like some really hard, hard hit homers. Uh, McKenzie Norton cleared up that game. Uh, I I wrote in here that I guess this is for us to talk about. Sophia Voiles seems to be the number one starter right now, but they're really doing this pitch by committee thing like all the way, like. Either any pitcher will do the back half or the front half of a game. I, I, they're willing to go both ways for everybody. So, I, Jake, do you have any lingering, any notable thoughts on just like the whole pitching situation right now at all? Can I say something really random? Sure. Miami of Ohio plays Jacksonville State this weekend. We play which them. Is we... also the next team we play. Oh my goodness. We have to Which, we have to put a lot of runs up on this team. I I, I don't I, have a lot of ways to go with that, but I, I just feel to, like that's weird. And it, then and then in their very next game, they play UGA because they're they're in Athens for this tournament, which okay. is also our midweek opponent the week after that. We're gonna and have I a just went, are we having a I proxy went, battle with Miami of Ohio? Is this a proxy yes. a proxy game? We have to Yeah. Oh, this is so funny. A transit I, I will give I will give their uh, their their show against uh, Louisiana some props. Louisiana has not the greatest record this year, but did defeat number one Oklahoma today, and I believe has hosted a regional in the last two or three years. So Louisiana uh, broke yes, they broke Oklahoma's seventy-one game winning streak. <laughs> seventy-one games in a row. They Oklahoma Sooners softball had one that was broken yeah. by Louisiana. So that's that's incredible stuff. Really good for them. on the same. It was a historic college sports day between that and Caitlin Clark. I was going to say, and and between between those random comments, which are now out there, and, and you can take that Jacksonville State and Georgia information and do with it what you please, um, I will say Georgia Tech needed to win, to sweep, to dominate this series. You do not get a lot of series against the pits of the world. And I say this with no ill will in my heart towards the Panthers. They have been consistently towards the bottom of the ACC standings, and they – that. Georgia Tech needed to rack up three wins, and they uh, understood the assignment, I think, is the fairest way to do it. They've never had a run rule sweep of any opponent in ACC play in the 30-plus, almost 35 years that ACC softball as a sport has existed. Well, there you go. And this was the, They, they the understood the assignment. This was definitely the team to do it against because they're uh, when I got the, the lineup sheets, I was looking at the averages, and it was like, oh, this is not the same. They got a lot of yep. 100 100 average hitters on uh on that pit team so it was about time some of them got their first homers which i guess they get they had a lot of they had a lot of traveling folks so i'm, I'm glad for the families that gave that they got to see some, at least some good moments for them 
well, they made all the travel, but we still beat them pretty badly. Uh, yeah, so I think that's that's good to see. Uh, as we mentioned, Jacksonville State in the proxy battle against Miami of Ohio, as we're now calling it. Uh, and then we have, we're have we going to North Carolina State this weekend. Uh, on the website, though, Maggie Scroggs, who, if you remember, she was writing our Things I Think I Know series during football season. She's going to take up the mantle for some softball recaps this, this, uh, this season. So look out for her recap on that. Uh, all right. That was a fun 45 minutes. Let's take a little break here, Jake. Yeah, as always, this podcast is brought to you by Section 103. Section 103 is the best place to find all sorts of great Georgia Tech stuff. Tonight, I'm actually wearing my Bobby Dodd Stadium is my happy place shirt. Uh, consider this my uh, uh, my follow-up to yesterday's Welcome to the Thriller Dome shirt, as I am a sucker for Georgia Tech venue-themed shirts. And there is a great place to find it on section 103.com. Welcome to the Thriller Dome in gold. Does have Buzz, buzz spinning a basketball. Uh, again, I am also a sucker for Buzz doing things that are not just standing there. Um, great work all around. Uh, as always, use the code FTRS, 10% off uh, at section 103.com, section 103 on Twitter. Tell them we sent you uh, and we do appreciate your uh your support of this fine podcast and that fine website and uh, and uh, organization as well. Merely 10 seconds ago, the third game of the Georgia series went final against baseball, at least according to my stat broadcast. Uh, that Well, it didn't actually conclude the series against Georgia because we technically haven't ever finished game one. So talking about baseball, uh, they had four games this week. They played Georgia State midweek, one ten nothing, uh, And then Jake and I were both at game one against Georgia, which is the game at Russ Chandler at McNeese, at McNeese Park. Uh, that game started in the rain, continued in the, in the rain, and finished in the heaviest of rains, but not the heaviest, but heavier rain by the fifth inning. Uh, that game should never have started, but they had to start it because there's each game takes place at a different ballpark in the UGA series, so they kind of had to play what they could. And so, as of now, that game is a 9-3 game in the bottom of the fifth inning, so we'll find out if they ever finish that game. The idea is they're going to come back to Rush Chandler later in the season if they have an open date and do that. Uh, but we just lost game three and we lost game two. So, Jake, uh, this is the first real test baseball had in terms of like full, full series against a team that's definitely quality. And we did not get the nail-biting wins. Unlike softball, where we saw the nail-biter and they got through it, this team did not get through that. Uh Despite the fact Drew Burris has 10 homers right now and had his four homer game like a madman against Georgia State, uh, I, that feels overshadowed now by the fact that this team just cannot get over this hump. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I went into the series pretty confident. Uh, Friday, I think you could basically toss out. There, you know, obviously both teams were playing in the rain. There were definitely two innings uh, of those, I guess, four or five that uh, UGA was able to bat in, I would say, much uh, much stronger rain than I, we were. Uh, yeah, I, I'd agree. Like, it, like it, they it, couldn't grip baseballs. Like, like well, it was I, bad. It's, yeah, I, I can see how some would basically, it's like it's just a lame excuse, but I saw Bed King out there. He, he had no control of any pitches he was throwing. Like, he threw yeah. four wild pitches, uh, so it, it definitely came at a in between that inning where he came in, it it came down harder. So I, it's such a weird. I talk about a weird game like that. You just very unpredictable when you get in conditions like that. Well, and and that's the thing too is Cam Hill looked pretty good in the first. He, he was sat amazing. everyone yeah. up, everyone yeah. down. Charlie Condon looked silly uh, up did. against him, and then the rain really 
really started to pick up, I'd say, even in the bottom of the first, uh, at, you know, yeah, back-to-back tech batters got plunked. But, uh, you know, I, I don't think you're out there trying to bean guys in a rainstorm in, in the first inning of a weekend series. Like, that, that, it, that's silly. Um, yeah. I, I will say, um, you know, you're going to look at that score when and if this game ever resumes. It's going to be 9-3. to three. Um, Georgia did get two very timely three run home runs uh with with two outs in uh in back-to-back innings but hey that's how you win ball games or or, or you win yep. by not giving those hits up right Watch they it. were barreling up Georgia Tech in a way that we didn't really see Saturday kind of kind of moving to the the Saturday game it was a 3-1 game tech went i believe 0 for 11 maybe 0 for 12 uh with runners in scoring positions and electric offense that just could not get a hit when it counted and and you pay the price for it and then i mean do we have to talk about today's game? Tech led nine to three. That there's that score again. Ironic. And yes. wound up losing eleven to nine, bleeding away runs. Uh, and and yeah, I mean it's the. It really feels like it's the same thing we've seen for as long as I've been following this baseball team. And you know, it's you know yeah. you have one great run in the last seven ish years, but if this keeps up, I, I don't know, Jack. I know. I agree. It, uh, Logan McGuire the, threw five. He only allowed two earned runs. Like he had a great. Yeah. Outing. That's he great. Was start. Fantastic on 90 pitches, 54 strikes. Like absolutely fantastic. All you could ask for from Logan. Um, Finitary had a great start yesterday too. And Finitary was great. Like yeah, our starting pitch. I would, I think, I think at least our starting pitching is in a, at least over these games so far, definitely feels to be in a much better place than it was last year. Um, between Finitary, McGuire, just even being available was not a thing we had last year, and we get that back, which is great. And then, yeah, Cameron Hill, when he's on, holy crap, is he on? Like, it's, he's got some wicked pitches to, to get some guys out with. So, like, it's there. There there, there are guys to get us innings. Um, but we can't, if, we can't be throwing seven guys in a game, or, yeah, seven guys in a game like we did today and allow 11 runs. Like, that's just... That's just inexcusable, especially when you have a six-run cushion. Like, come on, guys. That's that's not great. We allowed eight runs in the last three innings of this game. That's yeah. uh, that's how you lose games. That's how you lose games. That's just how that happens. So uh, that sucks and, a lot. And, <laughs> and I do want to grab one stat that I was thinking of. Oh, yeah, 11 left on base today. Uh, oh, not okay. great. That's, that's up there with the RISP. Yeah, yeah, Tech scored nine runs, but that's leaving a lot of folks on. There's a couple innings where it's like, mm, there's two, three on really wish we could have gotten one more there. And, and of course, when you're up by six, it's a little bit like, uh, like asking for, for more than you're allowed. But right, right. I mean, yeah. pretty, pretty bleak way to, uh, to lose to your, your rivals, uh, a no contest game, which was called about three outs before it would have been considered official. I'm sure that, uh, right. Yeah. It was that, George's manager West was uh, not happy about the fact that the umpires called the game in the bottom of the fifth when we still had to they had to get through our hitting order to make it official. But the puddling was absolutely visible in the infield by the time that happened yeah. and rolled around. Like it was that that field was not playable at that point. So as weird as uh, conspiratorial as you want to be about it, uh, there the actual field conditions were definitely had breached the state of no return uh, without some serious work that was going to take hours and hours to fix. And the rain was just, it was stopping. bad. The rain was just like, not stopping. Like it was a hard rain for two innings there. Like, I don't know how, if it wasn't 
this very particular series, that game was never happening on Friday. Like softball moved their game to sat their Friday game to Saturday because it was just there was just no reason to play. But the I got home was... and I took a long hot shower, and I hope everyone else did too because that was like pneumonia setting in levels of of rain, wetness, cold exposure. It you was like terrible. That? <laughs> it was terrible. Absolutely terrible. Yeah. Um, I, I, I Though I will that... say the food truck that they had there with the cheesesteaks was pretty good. So right, good job, good. athletics. All right, there we go. That's good. <laughs> good. Um, Is that my positive for the week? Who's sure. to say? Well, and, okay. and, and honestly, honestly, going into uh, going into Athens and only giving up three runs, I got to commend the pitching for that. But oh yeah. my gosh, yeah. what a... What a flip side of the coin uh, today. It's it's really like we watched three very different games and settings, I, yes. I feel like. And and three very frustrating, but still <laughs> like still frustrating, very different setups. Is is that how um, I leave it? I okay, I glossed over the Drooper as part too quickly. This is the story of the week that really in Tech Nation is that he had his four homer game against Georgia State. He's the first ever to have a four homer game in the history of Georgia Tech baseball, which dates back to John Heisman and all all that all those guys uh so that yeah. you know, just absolutely incredible stuff um i'm just so mad i saw the first one waited for a second at bat before going to my sister's birthday dinner went to it came back he had four homers just missed the <laughs> just missed the last three entirely because i was off i just happened to be the wrong part of time where i was off twitter or just not watching the game so he's at and he hit a homer in that first georgia game and because it is suspended and not canceled that game that homer still counts his 10th homer is technically still available but if they do not count that homer or if that gets if the game doesn't ever finish he will lose a homer uh on his season total which i believe is still nation leading at 10 so he's at 10 for now uh there was always going to be a if the, so i mean part of me just hopes they i hope they finish that game I, odds are yes we'll we probably lose but you never know but also just in case well, if like, they restart it if they restart it, you're going to play through to nine if the weather's decent. It's not like they'd be like, mm, yep, we got yeah. our three outs this beautiful sunny day. No, yeah, they're going to, yeah, they're going to keep, yeah, they're going to keep playing. Yes, that's, that's the thing. So they, if they, if they get back to this game, they're going to continue at that game state uh, where, where they left off the game. That means that in that game, uh, Ben King and uh, Cameron Hill cannot pitch that game because they were already burned that in that game. Um, all mm-hmm. the position players are still available though. They did not, no one was subbed out in those first uh, four and a half innings. So, all but two, all all but two of our most important pitchers are available for that game, uh. But so theoretically, we could just have a starter go innings, uh, six through nine. If it works out, you never know. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out. Uh, Charles Gilly, our photographer and base baseball guy extraordinaire, will be doing a recap of games two and three. That'll be up on the site, uh, I believe on Monday. So look out for that. Uh, men's tennis, they had a good win. Uh, they lost to North Carolina, but they beat the number 13 team in the country. And Chris Aurora got ACC freshman of the week. That's pretty good. Yeah. Oh man, that, that, that's great. I mean, that's, that's the kind of win that we've been hypothesizing was very possible for this team for a long time. And it feels like they, they came pretty close earlier in some of the, the, the non-con uh, items. We don't want to talk about that school any more than we already have. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, number, number 13. I mean, it, this is a team that, it hasn't been to the postseason in a couple of seasons, but seems to have the talent to make it back. And, you know, a, a quality win on the road, man, you can't that's do easy. much better than that to put yourself in a good spot for it. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. North, any team in North Carolina and tennis is usually a bad mix for Georgia Tech just in general. And the fact we got one of the teams ranked and got them on the road is fantastic. Uh, they're 10-3 and three right now. Uh, those are the first two conference 
uh, matches they had. Uh, they're undefeated at home still, and that was their first. Uh, Jack, match. I have an update. Got Duke update. was actually number 11 because oh, the, even better. <laughs> the rankings came out midweek since we updated our shot sheet last week. Oh, no. Oh, no. There we go. Okay, number 11. Uh, well, is, has, is Wake Forest still number three? Because that is our next team. Wake Forest is number three. I added that one today, so okay, I, I'm right. I'm confident in that one being up there. Gotcha. All right. Uh, we don't have specific results of these matches because those were not posted, sadly. Uh, but in a six-one, odds are we lost. Uh, odds are it was a singles match we lost. If I had to guess, because our doubles has been pretty, pretty, pretty good. Uh, also, there are six singles matches and one doubles point, so you're you're really playing the odds there in a way uh, that that I think is the smart call. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I know You're some, welcome. I, I know some numbers. This is a self-congratulatory <laughs> podcast at, at its very heart. All right. Uh, Wake, so yeah, we this next week, Friday and Sunday, we play at Wake Forest and then at North Carolina State. And that would fit that will finish our North Carolina run until ACC championships. Uh the women. Good. <laughs> I, I know, I know. I don't want to go there anymore. Goodbye. Good riddance. I don't want to go there so anymore that we have to. Uh yeah, they're exactly. not back at Ken Byers until uh Wednesday, March 19 against Clemson. Uh, on to the women. Uh, they had a 5-2 loss at number 5 UVA. Understandable. Hard one. ACC road stuff. Yada, yada, yada. They beat Virginia Tech. That was Tech. ACC home stuff. Well, even worse. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's not great. They were number uh, 5 in the country. We're not. And then they beat Virginia Tech today 4-3 in a very close match that I was scoreboard watching. We lost the doubles point. Had won three singles matches. And then Alejandro Cruz lost her tie break in the second set to close out the match. And then while she was playing her third set, Virginia Tech won two other singles matches, leaving it to Alejandra to either win or lose the match. And she won it. She won this, her third set 6-2 to give us a 4-3 win over the Hokies. Yeah, that's a team you need to beat Yeah, straight up. That's my feedback. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, that's all. There's not that much to, to go on there. Uh, that was the main match to really focus on. They are now 7-5. and five. Granted, a number of these losses have come against some pretty good teams. Uh, yeah. So it's a, well, I guess a not a quality there, five loss. Is it a quality five losses? Would you say like that? Kind I, of I'd say reasonable quality. That they're they're still they're number they're ranked number thirty one right now. I don't think that'll change too much. Number thirty one puts you squarely as like a three seed in in the tournament if you keep up keep it up. And I I'd say not every team is number five in the country, but they get the number four team in the country and the number eighteen team in the country on the road next week if they can win one of those two like the you know getting another duke tennis win i i think that's a that's something that'll really bolster where they're at but the, the acc tennis slate is a grind um, did you have did you honestly have, just yeah go did ahead. you have did go you have a our men's basketball team and men's tennis team being the ones to beat duke this year <laughs> <laughs> not particularly you know no, um th no. their baseball is looking pretty spooky this year too to be honest but oh, dear. Oh we'll have to cross uh, that bridge when we get to it, I suppose. Indeed. All right. Yeah. So women's tennis, they got two matches, as we mentioned, against North Carolina and Duke, both in North Carolina. Uh, so those will be uh those will be fun, hopefully. Be nice if they won that. Uh swim and dive, they had their last chance bulldog meet in Athens. Uh there were no new NCA cuts made by any of our swimmers. So uh the, basically it's that men's relay is our NCAA team this year, uh, that got the cut, the A cut at the ACC championships. Um, the next meet is going to be diving zones. So, and our diving has been actually half decent this year. So that weirdly, the website was updated to say it's Auburn's last chance meet March 1st and March 2nd. They definitely, I don't know Georgia. what to believe anymore I because went to Georgia, it, it said Georgia last week when we were talking about it. Cause they we did. talked about this. Hold on. Let's see if I can recognize it from the, I feel lied to. 
to be honest. Okay. You know? Man, okay. I can't tell from this picture where they went. I both of us have swam in Auburn and Georgia's pools. Oh, hold on. But, the picture on the website? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm looking at. The picture at. on the website's at tech. Oh, that's even worse. Th those are text lane lines. Th that's text pool deck. I, I I'm confident in that. Okay. Oh, I see it now. I see it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. Well, uh, they went somewhere in the SEC and didn't qualify <laughs> for any more swimmers. Or it's or it's um, I guess the only uh, things I'll mention: Mackenzie Campbell won her 400 IM in a 415.54, uh, and then Ad Anna Fajaloizu uh got a 22.34 in the 53. She won that event as well, and then Dora Rikova got third in the 100 fly. Lastly. Club across, they had two wins. They're number two in the country still. They had what is the RV and RV New Hampshire stand for? Received votes. Oh, okay. There you go. Received votes, New Hampshire. And then they played, they hosted Texas AM at the Sackfields today. Uh any big things here? They won pretty pretty handedly, it seemed. Yeah. Um, both of them were were pretty handily. They were both at home. Um, I mean, they're the number two team in the country. They're very spooky for for their opponents. These are two teams you had to beat. And I mean, from all from all indications, it seems like that uh, very much was the case. The box score isn't up yet, uh, up quite yet for the the A and M game, but uh, in terms of against New Hampshire, really just a a solid performance overall. I mean, if you're only allowing what three goals and or two three goals in lacrosse, that's that's, that's a pretty good day. Um, lacrosse, you know, but I know that's good. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and our starting goalie was uh, Peter uh, Zeg. Zergobelny. I hope I put the emphasis on the right uh, <laughs> the right places there. Uh, but he of note was 14 of 15 uh, saves versus shots. So really, really great to see. Uh, and, you know, just a, a really solid day, uh, you know, scoring spread around. That's a, a pretty quality team. Um, and, and one that I think, uh, I don't know, Georgia Tech hasn't really gone too far uh, away yet this year uh they they've played a lot of games at at, at home or, or in the near the near regions i guess uh of uh of the southeast here they'll they'll head out on the road um and and i think we'll see a lot more uh interesting uh, you know interesting folks out on the road they play texas who's number 10 in the country at a neutral site as well as cal uh, who's number 15 uh i assume at uh at their place in berkeley given that uh, it says at, even though the, the Texas one isn't at Berkeley, it's a whole thing, but, um, but yeah, top 10, top 15 matchups coming up. So it should be time to, uh, to really see what they're made of. Okay. Last news and notes that I forgot to put on the sheet. Uh, the men's basketball schedule came out for the next season. And then the women's schedules came out for the next two seasons. Uh, Tech will not be going to Cal and SM uh, Cal and Stanford next year on the men's side. They will be going to SMU. Uh, they preserved uh, Clemson. Uh, who else was their their main opponent? Uh, their home and homes. It was Clemson, someone else, and someone else. Uh, they 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 re they remain in home and homes with Notre Dame and Clemson uh, as they have for years and years and years. Boston they get College. Boston College home yeah. and away as the other. Which, if this year's any indication, you, you get a quality opponent in Clemson and and winnable games Notre Dame and and BC. So I, I'm pretty pleased to see that. Yeah, so one would have to imagine based on the women's schedule, uh, which we are going to Cal and Stanford to start uh, in 2024-2025 and then flipping the script in 25-26. Probably they'll do the same for the men's team, assuming no other crazy changes. Uh, so that's where we're at now. Uh, I guess I think the fun part is that Cal got, uh, no, is it North Carolina State got Cal as a home and away 
uh, team. And then who was the other one that got a rough one? Oh, who was it? Who was it? Virginia got SMU as a home and away. And then Wake Forest got Stanford as a home and away for men's basketball. Somebody's got to get him, I suppose. <laughs> we took the we took the bullet in uh, in football, not getting any uh, any protected matchups. You yeah, know? yeah, no, it was yeah, that definitely the case. Who was the, the only unlucky team here? Is a real unlucky team is Syracuse, who has to go to all three of the new teams that, that next season. Uh, so, I guess I guess someone had someone had to go to all three, and it's gonna be them. Just. Uh, Poor, those poor, those poor guys got to fly from the top right of the country to the bottom left of the country for those games. So, but the idea though is that yeah. every uh, the original, I say original fifteen, the main body fifteen ACC teams will only make one trip in the next two years, at least on the women's side, to California. Uh, so, I mm-hmm. theoretically, the guys will have the same thing as well. Uh, so that's the first instance we have seen of ACC teams scheduled next season, or at least the soonest occurrence of going out there. Uh, we'll see the volleyball schedule eventually and that will actually be the first games that we'll see against Stanford or Cal or SMU in those yep. sports. Uh and then lastly on the on our website from the rumbleseat.com as you mentioned of our recaps, I've got my Ramblin' to Paris series coming up. I should I'm hoping to have one more interview up uh in the next couple weeks or so with one of our old swimmers who made the Olympics in the past and then we'll do some more uh fun Olympic data stuff. But with that I think we have done everything. Actually I would say Akshay missed out but he's like probably in the ha- not the happiest place, not his Disneyland, but kind of his Disneyland. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I think he, was- he might hate us for saying that, but I also think it's true. So <laughs> he's not here to defend himself. Sorry, dude. Uh, but all right, take us on. Yeah. yeah. Um, as always, this has been Scions of the Southland. We are incredibly pleased to have you along for the adventure. As always, thanks to Ken for uh, joining us and, and for chatting. It was uh, always a pleasure to have him uh, in. In the meantime, you can find us at FromTheRumbleSeat.com. As noted, you can email us uh, from at gmail.com. Uh, you know, we're always taking comments, suggestions, uh, you know, topics that you are interested in. We want to make sure that we're talking about things that matter to you. You can find us on Twitter at FTRS blog as well. I'm at JakeGrant98. Jack is at Jack Nicholas. You can find Section 103 there as well at Section 103 and Section103.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube at From the Rumble Seat and this podcast. Wherever fine podcasts are sold. Uh, in the meantime, good night, good luck, and go Jackets. Oh,